Welcome to the Plus Podcast with Midwest Direct, a marketing and communications company focused on helping marketers develop engaging messages and interpret the results. We deliver over 2 million messages every day that land in mailboxes, inboxes, and show up in online advertising. When your campaign is over, we help our marketers understand their results and plan for future campaigns. We recorded these podcasts to support clients in all the avenues in marketing that you have to execute every day. Subscribe to our series now. This is Michelle Toivonen, Director of Strategic Marketing at Midwest Direct with Jean De Palma, Director of C-Track Direct, a division of Midwest Direct. Welcome back, everyone. So now that we have a pretty good idea about what a partnership data review is and the sort of benefits we can get from doing one with you, especially after we've got some information going, um, maybe you can share with us, I know you've got some really good case studies from over time, um, some really specific examples of how you began with the client doing a partnership review and something really important came out of it. So I know you've got a really interesting healthcare example to start with. Um, why don't you just give us the overview of like how that went for you guys? Sure. So we met with all the stakeholders uh, at the healthcare organization and um, went through the processes. I mean, files we were receiving, what we were doing through our processes and what we were giving back to them. Mm-hmm. And... Um, which they were, you know, very happy with. But they were trying to figure out a way to get more detailed information onto the patient files that we are processing for them. And so that they would have a way to be able to communicate with them in a way that made more sense and not just be sort of everybody's getting the same message. So they wanted to be able to figure out how to do that. So what we determine... I'm going to stop you. And of course, you've got to do that inside of all of the HIPAA rules and maintaining completely secure data and... Absolutely. Which you'd been doing for them from the start. Yeah. We've been working with this healthcare facility for 10 to 15 years. Right. And everything that we do is absolutely that. It's through a secure system. Um, We don't maintain any PPI information on the data. Okay. Um, So we're following all of those HIPAA rules. Right. Um, But we... um, Which probably makes it harder for them to manage. It's it's probably hard for them to get to the information you can see. That's correct. And that's part of why they do it is that, you know, then, you know, when they need information, they can come to us. Okay. We can get... We can pull that information from them. And then it goes back to them in a very secure manner password protected, encrypted, okay, all of the things that okay. need to be done and only to specific, very specific people within their organization. Okay. Um, it's not, you know, it's not an open site anywhere. Right. Um, right. So what we were, um, what we learned from them is that there's information from their donor file uh-huh. um, that, you know, they know that patients come and, you know, donors become patients also. Sure. And so they um, want to make sure that they're not, um, communicating to them without knowing the value of them, of them as being a donor oh, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. It's very important that they know when a donor has made a visit and mm-hmm. um, that kind of information because that, that is another part of their organization that will communicate with them. Okay. So what we were doing was we were um, matching the patient file with the donor file and appending basic information like when they made a gift, 
when was their last gift? What was their lifetime value? Um, because then that would allow it to be decided, is that something we want to communicate through mail? Does that need to move up to a major gift don- uh, donor person to make a, uh, an actual phone call? Um, okay. And it allowed them to be smarter about how they were doing that and not offending anybody yeah. in, in any fashion like that. Um, right. It also, um, they wanted us to provide the encounter location that they knew what um, satellite office they visited, not specifically what a patient was there for, but what office they may have been in, Richmond, Ohio, Bedford, Ohio, something of that nature, because there could be um, new services going to be provided at that um, satellite, and they Mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that they were communicating to anybody that that, that's their primary um, location that they go to for care. Okay. Um, And then they also um, wanted us to take their patient file and bump it up against the national um, deceased file. Okay. Um, because that, yeah. um, you yeah. know, obviously, um, if something happens in the organi- at the healthcare facility, they're aware of it. But if somebody leaves and years have gone by and they still have been communicating with mm-hmm. them, and now that person has passed away, they want to be able to know that so that they are not accidentally communicating with somebody in that fashion. And it uh, never ceases to amaze me that people fail to do that and... The wrong person gets the wrong piece of mail or exactly. communication. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And um, the you know the deceased file is populated by people. You know somebody has to call in and say you know my father is no longer alive or you know they you know something if they've never collected social security if you know mm-hmm. that then needs to get communicated to the people who maintain that file. So although we can do it. Um, it's never 100%. And I want to make sure that people know that too, that okay. we're, we're doing yeah. the very best that we can to give them the information that has been provided through mm-hmm. others, right? It's, right. You know, it's compiled from people that are getting it from sources such as you know, Social Security. Somebody's called Social Security mm-hmm. to let them know mm-hmm. they've canceled their magazine subscription, something of that nature. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, that would go hand in hand with any kind of data pen that we might do for a client, which we you know, will find when we're doing audits that people ask us to do data pens to try to grab more information for them again so the deceased coding allows them to know that they should not communicate to that person anymore they'll flag them as a do not mail do not contact mm-hmm. you know do not email mm-hmm. every um, kind of code because we maintain that on their file too but that's provided to us by them on a monthly basis mm-hmm. and then the deceased coding is just added to that for them when we run that process and we do that on a monthly basis for okay. them okay Get better results with better data. If you're like many companies, you have limited time and resources and or the expertise needed to maintain accurate, up-to-date information in your CRM. Perhaps you struggle with data silos across your organization, which means your clients get inconsistent services and messaging. Maybe you have good data, but need to find more look-alike audiences or address your biggest fans in new channels or just send more consistent messages in all channels. For help with all of those challenges and more, contact Midwest Direct at 1-800-686-6666 or email info at mw-direct.com. Okay, so during this review, it sounds like you bring to the table a lot of information that you could say, we could actually enhance the data in this way. What about them asking questions of you? 
Like, do they come up with new ideas, new processes? Yeah. In fact, in this particular case, the information about um, applying the donor information onto the patient file came from them. Okay. Because they were trying Mm to um, do a mailing where they were reaching out to their donors. Mm -hmm. They wanted to know that if the donor had ever been a patient, um, maybe when their last visit was, Mm -hmm. you know, and what their, um, the last time they made a donation was so that they could structure that piece of communication correctly. So this actually did come from the client. Okay. Um, all in this entire scenario, these were open-ended questions from the client based on the processes that we had reviewed with them. And they said, if we needed you to do X, Y, and Z, is that something you could do? Right. And we were, you know, absolutely, we can come up with a solution. Is there a way that on the donor record, we could have some kind of razor's edge ID that would Mm -hmm. tie them together with our record Mm in-house, and then we could populate that information and maintain that information for them. Yeah, so uh, razor's edge, CRM data, I mean, a lot of times clients will have the same data in multiple databases, right? Absolutely. So so having that record ID really is sort of the keys to the kingdom for you. You can do a lot more matching than maybe they're getting done on their own. Right, exactly, because it's unique to the person. Right. Um, And again, you know, name, address, due state, and zip, those are a great way to look at and do matches on. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Anything, if something gets keyed incorrectly oh, yeah. or something like that, you could, oh, yeah. you could be off by, you know, a small margin and you're not going to know it. But the ID that is unique to a person or a patient in this mm-hmm. case is going to remain the same throughout the organization. So that helped. That's a, you know, great way for us to be able to tie everything together. Okay. And we recommend that, you know, for any of our clients, if they have customer numbers, any kind of ID, any um, type of key code that makes it unique, mm-hmm. if that information can be fed to us we can open up that door even more for things that we can do for them. So what I'm getting from, you know, the experience that you had with your major healthcare um, client, and especially the development department, the development side of that, is that you were able to really help them see into their data in ways that they really couldn't get to before. Absolutely. And what that was uh, going to allow them to do was open up some more mailing opportunities for them. Things, programs such as Grateful Patients and postcard campaigns and things that they hadn't been doing because they Mm -hmm. couldn't find a way to drill into the data as much as um, we were able to help them do through this open communication and questions and answers back and forth and coming up with a plan that worked for them. Okay, so niche marketing is really dependent on being able to get down into the really specific parts of the data that maybe it's just really difficult for them to get a hold of because the data is residing in different silos across the organization. Absolutely, absolutely. And and Mm -hmm. again, you you have multiple stakeholders within that healthcare facility Mm -hmm. with different goals. So Mm -hmm. the more pieces of information that we can have in the data for them allows each of those um, stakeholders to make decisions for their portion of what they need to get done, but it's still in one record so that it makes it easier for everybody across the organization. Fascinating. So I'm going to circle back a little bit to the business rule side of this because as a marketer, I understand because I get to work with you guys regularly that there are a lot of methods methods that can be done to match data and really help clients see things that they normally wouldn't be able to get to, to do more of that niche marketing, to clean up and get um, better at mailing. So I'm just wondering if you can drill into or give us some examples of people that you've really worked with to enhance their process or make it easier for them to 
um, get the right information to the right people. Yes, absolutely. We worked with an organization that does direct mail for mail order purchasing. Okay. And we had some findings from that organization that I'd like to share. Okay, great. They were finding that they were getting multiple pieces being sent to a household, even though we were running our merge purge. We were running, you know, our standard merge purge of last name and address and cleaning it up and removing as many duplicates as possible. And in that scenario, of course, it's important to ensure that they aren't printing more pieces than they need, printing more envelopes mm-hmm. that they need, they're not paying more postage than they need. And they were trying to find a way to see if they were having some issues because they were getting calls saying, well, why did we get two pieces into uh-huh. the household? And they were, and they, and, you know, we couldn't quite figure out exactly what was going on. So we sat with this um, company for, you know, a significant amount of time, went back and forth, worked with them over and over again. And um, through trial and error with our data team, Um, who are experts at doing this on a daily basis, came up with ways to establish a new set of business rules in their merge purge Mm -hmm. um, and can be used with other organizations Mm -hmm. where it is appropriate for them. And this um, enhanced merge allowed us to find, to establish these business rules to um, determine maiden names. So Gene Flaherty and Gene De Palma with every other component matching would be a duplicate okay. um, because it'd be a maiden and right. a uh, married name. Right. Um, be able to match PO boxes to physical addresses to be able to work with nicknames and initials. So in one record it says sure. William Smith, and the mm. other record it says Bill Smith. Right. Or you know there's initials in it in one mm. record, and there's not an initial in the other record. Or there's a blank last name, mm. so Sue Smith and Sue, and all other components being equal. Um, uh, we made these business rules to say, okay, in all of these scenarios, we're going to say that these are duplicates Mm -hmm. and we're going to remove them from the mailing to give you all of the savings that you're looking for. And that helped them to be able to be more streamlined in their marketing, Mm -hmm. saving in their budget, allowing Mm -hmm. them to get another mailing out, you know, for another product because they had, they, you know, their budgets were smaller because they were mailing to less people and being smarter about who they were into the households they were mailing to. It's it's so great when they can actually, when you can actually say to a client, Hey, we've actually reduced the number of pieces that are going to go out. So you, you can now apply that to a new marketing effort or somewhere else, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then thrilled. Yeah. And then it didn't affect any of their ROI. Um, they didn't have clients calling and saying, why are you sending us two pieces? Um, because, you know, they, you do have people who, you know, are paying attention to that in their homes and, you know, questioning that of people. So it um, made them be smarter about every avenue of their communication. Data is at our core. At Midwest Direct, your data is our focus. Market data audience data, sales data, it's all information that drives valuable business decisions and can show you how to effectively reach the list of people that do or could spend money with you. But let's talk about how you are interpreting or optimizing your data. More importantly, finding the resources to maintain it. All your data combined can be challenging to keep up with. That's where our data management solutions come in. Contact Midwest Direct at 1-800-686-6666 or email info at mw-direct.com. So, Jean, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you the world's most basic question. Absolutely. Because I know that there are a few listeners out there that might be thinking this most basic thing that 
you know, maybe two years ago, I would have been wondering. Um, I, I have benefited greatly from working with you and your team just learned a lot. Why, if there's multiple, if there are duplicates inside a database, why don't, doesn't the client just find them when they're running their own merges? Well, that's a very good question. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it could just be that the ability might just be a very basic program that they're using to uh-huh. find the merges. Okay. Where with, within our merge, we can set up it to be, you know, exact. Like every single character has to be exact, so it's as mm-hmm. tight as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and it can be as loose as, you know, it can be off by four or five characters. So we can set that. And we work with our clients while we're doing that because we call it basically, you know, we're going to get, you know, we're going to overkill the file, which means we're Mm -hmm. going to be as tight as possible. Mm -hmm. So you are mailing truly only one piece, Mm -hmm. even though you might really want to still be doing a couple of those pieces because they might not actually be the same people. Okay. You know, um, we can do medium tightness or loose tightness. And those are things that we work with with our clients over time and determine, you know, what makes the most sense because we, when we're done processing, can send them merge reports and show them here is, you know, Joanne Smith and Joanne um, Doe, let's just say, Mm -hmm. and you can see all of these addresses. And so they can start getting a better picture of what their data looks like. So sometimes it's just not the, the ability to be able to be um, as detailed in the way that they run a merge because their software package won't allow it. And that's the really, to me, that's a really critical part of this is that um, going back to that piece of like we teach the clients the right questions to ask. I mean, a lot of people, when they hear the words merge, purge, think, oh, I know what that is, right? And they don't realize there are literally levels of merging and purging that you can adjust how loose or how tight you're going to be in, you know, duplicate finds or, you know, whether or not you're going to say this person is probably the same person or not. That's correct. Mm. And when we run a merge um, for the first time for a client and we'll send this report to them, um, especially if we're seeing red flags somewhere like, okay, we didn't think we'd find this many duplicates or, you know, it may be the opposite of that where we're not finding as many as we thought we would Mm -hmm. based on conversations that we have had with the client. Um, And then that's when we start saying, okay, let's, let's take a look at this. Maybe it's better if we do it this in this fashion. Um, until we get to the results that they're looking for. But it, yeah, it's a very important part of the data um, world because duplication is, you know, costly, costly. and irritated, irritating to the recipient. So I'm going to throw a couple of wild curves at you. Things that I, I know marketers run into that maybe you can just sort of walk me through it. What happens, like how would you find um, if I was a shopper in California And then I was a shopper in Ohio, so I've moved, right? So what happens? How does that show up? When does that show up for you? It would depend on what when the move happened, right? So that that would be a part of the national change of address process. Mm -hmm. So assuming you shopped in California and your home was in California, Mm -hmm. and you went to the post office and filled out a national change of address Hmm. card, Hmm. right? (laughs) Then. when we run the data, part of our process mm-hmm. is to run it through that NCOA process. And we would see here you were at AB, you know, one, two, three in California. Now here you are right. at one, two, three in Ohio. And we would update that record. So if I do that very critical thing of hit the post office and say, I'm changing my address, that's going to show up probably every time you clean the data for them. Right. So the file, the NCOA file is an 18 month file. Mm-hmm. So it's a rolling 18 month file. Mm-hmm. So after that time period, you are 
will be off of that file. Mm -hmm. So what we always like to tell our clients is we will send you back a mover's file and you should update your CRM so that you never lose them again. Because after 15, 18 months, I'm sorry, if you haven't updated right. your system and yeah. you come to us, we're not going to right. find, find their updated record again. And that's that partnership side that I think is so critical because it is so easy to just realize, oh, they're cleaning my data. It's going to go out fine, but I'm still sitting on data inside the CRM that's out of date. That's correct. That's yeah. correct. So one of the biggest things that we tell our clients is keep your data up to date. The cleaner your data is, the better <laughs> your marketing is going to be. So anything that we can give back to them mm -hmm. to help them keep that clean, even if it's, you know, we drop these records because they were deemed undeliverable when we ran it through our software mm -hmm. because it might not have the right, you know, might not fit within the primary range numbers that the post office has. It might not have had the correct zip code. We try to correct that where we can, but not everything is correctable because we have to have X amount of components to make it correct. Right. So we do end up with records that drop out of all mm -hmm. mailings mm -hmm. because they're considered undeliverable. Again, good for our client because they're not going to mail right. to them, but we right. can give that information back to them with an error, error description about what's wrong with it so that they can try to go and fix that information so that they, you know, now they have it updated in their system. And then the next time it comes back to us, it won't drop out from the mailing because they've corrected it. Um, it's in the healthcare organization that we were talking about, the importance of that is when they're trying to get their invoices out mm -hmm. and they're coming back to them, we go out and try to um, do a fix and find for them so that they can um, get those invoices back out and try to get payment for them and then keep it clean in their system from there. Right. right. So it has to be a two way street, you know, we're right. cleaning and giving you back this information. We'll give you back the information about the drop records. We'll give you information about, about the duplicates again, so that the organization can continue to keep their database as clean as possible. So I'm just doing the sort of overview now of what I'm hearing from you is you use sort of, I'll call it the daily operations of data and that relationship with the client of handling their data and doing that data to inform what you're going to do when you get to the partnership review point, maybe 30 days in for a new account or, you know, a new project, something significant. But then also at the annual level, you can look at what's going on with them and say, hey, you know, we're seeing holes here or this is coming in incorrect and we're correcting it and sending it back. You need to get this team going on cleanup over here or yes, you know, a lot of not just insight into the data, but insight into their own operations. That's correct. That's okay. correct. And um, we understand, you know, yeah. we're, our, yeah. <laughs> we're our worst culprit sometimes, right? We're, we understand time is an issue and it seems like, oh, I'll get, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And then, uh -huh. and then the CRM starts sure. deteriorating. So, sure. you know, we... We are doing our best to try to help them not let that happen. Yeah, and no deteriorating CRMs. None of that. None, <laughs> none of, of that. that. None of that. And, you know, and honestly, if there's some way that we can help them mm -hmm. be able to maintain their CRM, you know, those are things mm -hmm. that we can talk about. That gets a little bit trickier because of, you know, oh, access and all of those back. things. We're going to have you back. We're going to make you tell us all about that one, too. <laughs> but that, you know, those that is something that we can, in this partnership review, if, yeah, if their organization sure. feels like it's not something they can do or they don't have the time to do it. Or, or the, the wherewithal. Or the wherewithal to do yeah. it or something like that. Those are things that yeah. we can work out um, or create a, a, a portal for them to have access to it that we we are continually maintaining and keeping clean for them. Yeah. So there's lots of different ways that we can look at it. But, you know. Well, we'll 
we'll get into that Clean one. Data is what drives later. everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, Gene, thank you so much for coming in and helping us do the deep dive on a partnership review. I mean, it just sounds like an amazing um, tool that you can offer to clients to really understand their data better, see into it, and give them the chance to really manage and get their hands around their own information. Absolutely. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about it. I'm very passionate about this partnership review. Mm. And anyone that's listening, if you need one, give me a call. <laughs> yeah, call Jean. Yeah. So uh, go to our website and click on the data button and learn a little bit more there as well. Thank you, Jean. Thank you, Michelle. Achieve all your marketing goals with Midwest Direct. Contact us at mw-direct.com or call us at 1-800-686-6666 and get started today. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel now. You don't want to miss any of our fun upcoming announcements.